Good evening, dear listeners, and welcome to our podcast, Opera for Sleep. Here you won't be ashamed to fall asleep during the performance. Each episode, me, soprano Galina Averina, and our wonderful pianist Maria Lewandowskaya will start our sleepy journey with an operatic lullaby to calm you down after a long day, followed by narrating you the plot of this opera with a nice calm vibe. We prove not all the opera should be loud. Over the last year, I had some problems falling asleep during the night. So I started to listen to a few podcasts to help me on my way to slumber. Sometimes it would be audiobooks or bedtime stories or sleep meditations. Then I thought, why not to have a little experiment where I could share my passion about opera while helping you falling asleep. Now, I love opera, don't get me wrong, but operatic plots themselves can be quite confusing with lots of not-so-common names or places. This is not your usual choice of reading unless you are in a preparation to see a particular show. Also, according to studies, listening to quiet music before going to bed can boost both sleep quality and quantity, help us relax, as well as trigger so-called feel-good chemical in our brain, serotonin. So, lay back, take a deep breath in, and out. And let me and our pianist Maria Lewandowska persuade you that not all the opera should be loud. Today I'd like to introduce you to a synopsis of Die Zauberflöte, opera by the great composer of all time, Wolfgang Amadeus Mozart. Libretto by Emmanuel Schikaneder. The original plot is set in ancient Egypt. But first, let's set the mood with Pamina's aria from Act Two. Bye. 
Act One On a rough, rocky landscape we see a prince called Tamino in a big danger. He is trying to escape from a huge snake. Unarmed, exhausted, he cries for help and loses consciousness at the moment the serpent approaches him. That is when the attendants of the Queen of the Night, three ladies, suddenly arrive at the scene and kill the beast with their spears, saving Tamino's life. They rejoice in their victory and notice how handsome is the young prince they have saved. As soon as the ladies leave to describe the event to their queen, Tamino is brought to life. He notices a strange man approaching him, covered in feathers. It is the queen's bird catcher, Papageno, who is looking for a girlfriend to make him happy. They quickly make acquaintance, and Papageno says that it is him who saved Tamino from the serpent. Immediately after, he is punished for this lie by the reappearing three ladies, who put a padlock on his mouth. The ladies then ask Tamino to save the queen's daughter, Pamina, from high priest called Zarastro, a malevolent creature and a sorcerer. The ladies show Pamina's portrait to Tamino and he immediately falls in love with her. The queen herself then appears and encourages Tamino to rescue her beloved daughter, promising him Pamina as the reward. Three ladies then return Papageno's ability to talk, removing the padlock from his mouth, with one condition, to never lie again. He is so happy to be able to chat again, that he gladly promises to always say the truth from now on. Next, the ladies give Tamino a magic flute and to Papageno a set of magic bells. These instruments shall help them to escape the dangers 
on their risky adventure to save the princess. Then the ladies introduce the three child spirits who will guide Papageno and Tamino to Zarastro's temple. The scene changes then to a chamber in Zarastro's palace. Monostatus, a chief of slaves, is dragging Pamina in and then orders to chain her and leave him alone with the princess. However, he is easily scared off by the sudden appearance of Papageno coming to Pamina's rescue. Papageno recognizes Pamina as the daughter of the Queen of the Night and announces that Tamino, a young prince who instantly fell in love with her upon seeing her portrait, is coming to her rescue, sent by her mother. Pamina is charmed by the birdcatcher's gentle soul and she is deeply touched by his desperate desire to find a wife, a Papagena, who will keep him company. Then the story moves to a grove in front of three temples dedicated to wisdom, reason and nature, where Tamino is being advised by the three spirits that in order to save Pamina he has to remain steadfast patient and discreet. Tamino tries to enter the temples but is denied the access by some mysterious voices which tell him to stand back. Finally, an older priest emerges from one of the doors explaining that Zarastro is not an evil sorcerer nor a tyrant but a noble man of great wisdom and Pamina is safe. Tamino is utterly confused and bewildered having heard that he shouldn't trust the Queen of the Night. He plays his flute and the wild animals appear mesmerized with his music and being drawn to his feet in delight. But the young prince rushes off, hearing Papageno's pipe from afar, in order to find him and his beloved. From the opposite direction, just having missed Tamino by seconds, appear Pamina and Papageno. They are suddenly recaptured by treacherous Monostatus and his slaves. Just as Tamino did before, with his magic flute, Papageno plays the magic silver bells, and the music charms Monostatus and his slaves, making them dance harmlessly and leave still dancing. Trumpets are heard, announcing the arrival of Zarastro. Both Papageno and Pamina are frightened, but Pamina decides they should tell the truth. 
She kneels in front of the noble priest and says that she was trying to escape the malicious Manostatus and his inappropriate intentions. Zarastra comforts her and assures her that from now on she is under his protection. However, he refuses to return her to her mother, who he describes as an evil woman. He is also quite strongly opinionated about women have to be always led by men. Manostratus enters, bringing in Tamino and expecting reward, but instead Zarastro punishes him for his advances towards the princess. Young lovers see each other for the first time. They are truly happy until Zarastro proclaims that Tamino, as well as Papageno, has to be purified first to prove themselves worthy and leads them inside the temple, their heads covered. Act 2 As the leader of the Council of Priests, Zarastro announces the plan of the gods. According to it, Tamino is ready to undergo the trials which will initially lead him to enlightenment and therefore admission to the temple. If Tamino succeeds, Pamina shall become his wife. Until then, she must stay away from her mother, queen of the night, mistress of darkness and betrayal. Zarastro prays to gods, asking them to take the young couple under their protection and to grant them strength to attain their goal. Two priests bring Tamino and Papageno for the beginning of their first trial, warning them about many dangers lying ahead. As their first task, two friends are confined to a total and complete silence. As soon as the priests have spoken, three ladies appear and try to tempt Papageno and Tamino into speaking by threatening them and asking to abandon this task if they wish to stay alive. While sensitive Papageno cannot resist staying quiet, Tamino is determined in his decision to stay strong and vigilant. He remains soundless and the ladies withdraw unsatisfied. Now we see Pamina asleep in the garden. Manostatus is lurking around, burning with lust and desire. He whines pathetically that he also is made of flesh and blood, so he has his needs. These thoughts led him into trying to kiss Pamina. However, he is interrupted by the Queen of the Night herself, coming to rescue her daughter. Manostatus hides quickly, and Pamina is now wide awake, excited to be reunited with her parent. Following the emotionally charged dialogue, Queen of the Night gives Pamina 
a dagger, ordering her to assassinate Zarastro with it. She threatens Spamina to cast her off in case of her disobedience while singing probably the most famous aria for coloratura soprano of all times, full of rage and fury. After Queen of the Night's exit, Monostatus is out of his hiding place, menacing Pamina to reveal the assassination plan if she will not love him. Unfortunately for Monostratus, he is interrupted again, but this time by Zarastro, who drives him off immediately. He leaves muttering that if he didn't succeed with the daughter, he now will try his luck with the mother, whatever that might mean. Meanwhile, Pamina pleads Zarastro to forgive her mother, and he responds saying that in this temple vengeance is unknown and enemies here are treated with mercy. Back to Tamino and Papageno, who are once more reminded by the priests to keep silent. It is not an easy task for our chatty bird catcher, so when an old hag approaches, offering him a glass of water, he starts talking to her easily. Answering a question about whether she has a boyfriend, she eagerly answers, yes, indeed she has. What's more, his name is Papageno. Astounded, he asks for her name, but she vanishes with a thunderclap, replaced by the three child spirits from Act One. They bring in food, as well as the magic flute and the bells. Attracted by the magic flute sounds, Pamina arrives, overjoyed to finally have found her beloved. Unaware of Tamina's vow of silence, she tries to talk to him. However, he does not reply. Utterly heartbroken, Pamina sings her aria, starting to believe Tamino does not love her anymore. The scene changes to a vault. Zarastro confronts Pamina and Tamino, urging them to bid each other their last farewell before more dangerous trials ahead. Meanwhile, Papageno is told he can have any wish granted. He requests a glass of wine, However, upon finishing it, he is not completely satisfied. If only he had a little wife of his own, he touchingly expresses his longing in a song, after which the same old hug reappears. She threatens him into promising to marry her, otherwise he will be doomed. Papageno is forced to agree to love her faithfully. Until the time when something better comes along, he mutters to himself. 
and miraculously, an old woman transforms into a pretty, young, feathery Papagena. They are stopped from embracing each other by the vigilant priests, telling Papageno to back off as he is not worthy of his future wife yet. Back in the garden, abandoned Pamina is contemplating suicide, feeling there is no meaning in life without her beloved Tamino. Seconds before she is to stab herself with her mother's dagger, three spirits interfere, reassuring Pamina of Tamino's love. At the entrance of the Temple of Ordeal, two armed men are guarding the entrance. The priests bring in Tamino for the last stage of his initiation. It is a trial of fire and water in which those who overcome the fear of death reach enlightenment. Pamina calls Tamino's name from offstage. Not only she wants to undergo the remaining trials with him, she also brings the magic flute, which music will protect them on their way. Two armed men assure Tamino he can speak to his beloved as the trial of silence is over. Together they pass through chambers of fire and water and in the end are welcomed to the temple by Zarastro and his priests. But what happens to the queen's birdcatcher? Papageno. We find him in the garden, distressed over losing Papagena. He doesn't find the better solution rather than to commit suicide by hanging himself. Something inside him must have still had hope, as he calls on someone to save him on the count of three. Alas! No one comes to his rescue, and he is ready to proceed, when, finally, the three spirits stop him. They suggest him to play his magic bells to reunite with Papagena. Magically indeed, she appears out of thin air, and, both astonished, they sing their birdish love duet, planning their future together, dreaming of many little papagenas and papagenas to raise. Scene changes and we see Monostatus having kept his promise to seek support of Queen of the Night. Together they plot their revenge. However, before entering the temple, they are overpowered by the forces of light and are cast off into the eternal darkness. The final scene depicts Pamina and Tamino, 
surrounded by the priests, celebrating the victory of wisdom and praising the sun's triumph over the night. Good night.